This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, April 18th. Cross-ice pass for Hartman, broken up by Harley. Hartman out front! Hartman scores! Ryan Hartman wins it for the Wild! The longest game in franchise history is a Game 1 W! A double overtime victory in Game 1. Corey, that's how you make a statement in the playoffs. Did you stay up to watch the whole thing? Uh, I fell asleep uh, just as the third quarter started. Yeah, the third quarter. That's exactly what they call it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, it shows my hockey yep. knowledge really to a T. I, well, I went to bed just after the fourth quarter. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, it was the fifth quarter where they won. They, they won it in the. They ended up winning in the fifth quarter. That's exactly right. Um, man, I tried. I really, really tried. See, I learned my lesson with the Wolves the other night. I stayed up too late watching that that clown car, so I yep. decided I wasn't going to set myself up for that. And, of course, I picked the wrong game to stay up for. I, I stayed up for that one, too. So, you know, you just got I don't get to watch them during the season because Bally needs to burn to the ground. Just as an aside, I don't. we don't need to belabor that point. It just Well, they are burning to the ground. It needs to be a thing that I make sure I mention every single time. <laughs> I don't want to hang on that. You're slowly getting to your wish. Corey. I can't watch them during the season. So when the playoffs are here, uh, I, it's finally I get to watch the Timberwolves and Wild play. So I tried. I tried, and turns out all I needed to do was stay awake for another 30 minutes. Um, but I was asleep... I don't know, roughly 14 seconds after putting my head on the pillow. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where, like, I should probably get to bed. <sighs> yeah, huh? It, it, it wasn't long. It wasn't long for me. Fun game, fun hockey game. A very fun hockey game. Uh, th- it looked like early on I watched the first period, and I'm like, and again, as we've discussed earlier, I'm not, an, uh, yeah, I'm not an elite hockey mind <laughs> here, but in that first period I just looked and said, this is a really physical game. Like, oh, yeah. I was texting a buddy from college, and I was like, this might be a one nothing game. I was wrong. I don't know puck, I guess. Sure. Uh, you know, you don't know ball. I don't know puck. Uh, so uh, it turns out that the the Stars got two power play goals, made the most of it. Yep. And uh, really, I think there's going to be a couple things to the story of this game. Uh, and the one is going to be uh, just the hits that go back and forth, the physicality. Another is going to be the hit on Matt Dumba, which we'll get to in a second. And the other is just going to be the Wild, who aren't the prettiest hockey team in the league, but they're, gr- they're in the words of John Gruden, they're a bunch of grinders, man. That's that's my takeaways. That's true. And it always makes me laugh that the ringleader in all of it is five and a half foot tall Jared Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. The dude's just like a bully. He does not care who he's going to square up against. He will square up with anyone. He's not going to overpower you, but he knows just where to punch you in the gut to make you fall over. That's exactly <laughs> right. You know, as I was watching it too, um, I think Minnesota sports fans, I think every fan, no matter who your favorite team is, we've talked about the, the term sports hate before, right? Mm-hmm. We all have it. As Minnesota sports fans, we have we sports hate other franchises. I had a lot of sports hate for the Yankees this weekend. Sure, yeah. The Yankees are a great example. Obviously, the Packers are another really good example. New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans. Uh, there's there's a number of them I could go down for the for the Vikings, uh, for the Timberwolves. It you know right now it's fun to sports hate the Memphis Grizzlies. 
um, the Lakers um, just because they're the Lakers. But the Lakers are a good reference point for this because it does feel like, generally speaking, sports hate is irrational, right? There's no other than the fact that they're a rival – there's no real reason to hate the Green Bay Packers. They have been a very good franchise for two plus decades. They have, they have won very, very consistent. Like, as a sports fan, you should be like, look at them. That's that's awesome. But I'm a, I'm a fan of their rivals, so irrationally, I just hate them. As that hockey game last night was coming back from a commercial break. And they're showing Mike Madonna hanging from the rafters. Mm-hmm. Corey, for the folks at home, who is Mike Madonna? Uh, you know, maybe uh, the the greatest uh, Minnesota hockey player. Yeah, you know, ever for the North Stars. For the North Stars, as they're showing Mike Madonna hanging from the rafters of the American Airlines Center in Dallas. I think the hate for Dallas is rational. I think the sports hate for Dallas as a as a sports fan is a rational hate. That wasn't that long ago, really. 1993. When I was maybe, I, I don't remember exactly, but I was like a first, second, third grade, somewhere in there mm-hmm. um, when they left. So I it, it was kind of just in front of me. I remember watching the North Stars, but I wasn't like... My heart wasn't attached to the to, yeah. to them yet, um, but if you're 40 and older and a hockey fan, man, does it feel good to watch Dallas lose in painful ways? Especially because Dallas is the trendy pick for people to be a Stanley Cup team, right? On top of it all, so um, I just want bad things to happen to Dallas uh, to the da- Dallas Stars hey, as a franchise. Hey, Corey, does uh, does Norm Green still suck? Still. Still sucks. That's the text message I woke up to, by the way. <laughs> After the the wild one, I was like, well, I know this game. There's, there's no way they're still playing. That'd be amazing if they were. But I got to check my text messages because I know I have friends who are still up watching this. And the first text message was, Norm Green still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Norm like Green, that. by the way, the, the old North sign. Stars owner who moved the team to Dallas. So anyway, go wild, go. And they play again soon. Tomorrow? To uh, not to, mm, I don't see. Here's the here's my tomorrow little, tomorrow to, night eight thirty start time. Of course, of course. Uh, and again, Minnesota and Dallas both in the same time zone. Why they both have to have games start at eight thirty is beyond me. Uh, but and by I, the way, it's going to be eight fifty. They put it up in the corner of whichever game was before the wild because last we can't night. have games overlap for some reason. Estimated start time now eight fifty. What cool? What this is great. why we can't have games overlap is beyond me it's very annoying i mean i know it's a tv contract thing but here's the thing i i really hate the structure of the nba and nhl playoffs yeah tremendously i think the nfl and baseball perfect each round takes a week that's that's sure with baseball especially even they've added more teams and the length of their playoffs basically is unmoved because they understand short series early on and build your way up to these seven game series I'm sorry, a seven-game series or a, a best of seven in the first round, it's just too much. Like The hockey, the NHL and NBA playoffs are two months long. That's, well, that's yeah, way too not, long. We're not done until June. Yeah, for hockey. Yep. And then in, Oct- and then in late September, they're going to be back doing it again. Yeah, like, I know. 
I I don't I don't like it because I just get burnt out of it, man. Like I don't whatever. I, I I'm the rare exception. Like I said, I can't watch them during the season. So finally, mm-hmm. I get to like, oh, good, I get to watch my favorite teams for however long that they're alive. Well, if it's the if the Wild and the Wolves' recent track records, you'll be watching them for about another week. That's okay. I get a week out of it at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, News, Corey, across the baseball landscape for your Minnesota Twins. It's a good deal, one of those good deals for both sides. And Lopez, of course, is now part of a core in Minnesota that wants to contend now and in the future. They're in first place. They're off to a good start in the AL Central this season. They were able to bring back Carlos Correa. Of course, Byron Buxton is a star when he's on the field and healthy. So this is a nice young core the Twins have. That's Jesse Rogers of ESPN explaining the new contract, Corey, for starting pitcher Pablo Lopez, who just announced yesterday had reportedly signed a four-year, $73.5 million extension to remain in Minnesota until 2027. Um, Good, right? Yeah, really good. So uh, I like this signing for three reasons. And uh, the first reason is, one, you traded Luis Arise to get Pablo Lopez. You need to double down on that. Like, if he's only here for this year and next year, which is all he was under contract for, you traded the batting champion for a rental player. And that's... Not good. Yeah, that's not... You needed to do this to keep him under contract. Also, he's pitched really well, by the way. Incredibly, totally. incredibly well. Uh, so he's pitched incredibly well, but you traded Luis Arise to get him. You need to extend him long term. The second reason why I like it is because Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, and Tyler Malley are all set to be free agents after this season. And now that and Pablo Lopez was going to be a free agent the year after. So to keep him in Minnesota for the foreseeable future means that next year, even if all three of those guys leave. Uh, I could see the Twins having a rotation of Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Louis Varland, and then you have Chris Paddock and or Simeon Woods-Richardson in that fifth spot, and that's without any other additions that they could make in an offseason. So it's a nice little bridge, and it keeps Pablo Lopez as the front man and ace of this staff for the next few years. Uh, The other reason uh, why I like this uh, signing is Kind of uh, what they've mentioned before is that you the Twins have a nice is what that is what that guy was mentioning for ESPN is that the Twins are kind of building a nice little core here, uh, not just with the young talent that they have coming up and the Royce Lewis's and the Brooks Lees and the uh, Alex Kirilov's Trevor Lawrence like that that core of players, but you have Buxton, you have Correa, who by the way Buxton making ten million dollars a year base loaded contract with incentives. Carlos Correa is making over twenty million a year. And then Christian Vasquez, who's the new catcher, making about $10 million a year. And by the way, Pablo Lopez, this contract roughly will average out to about $20 million a year when he's into that new extension. He's making $5.5 million this year. Uh, and that's about the going rate, Corey, for a really, for a not really great, but a really solid number three pitcher on a good team. So to get him that as your ace is a nice steal for the Twins, and it's still a nice enough chunk of change where you can look at it and say, hey, the the Twins are spending money on pitching, which is something that Derek Falvey never did. Remember, they traded Jose Barrios because they didn't want to extend him. So it's uh, they have a lot of confidence in Pablo Lopez after only a handful of starts, and the Twins kind of are... There's a lot of reasons why I like this signing, to, to wrap it up. there It's cool that they are, as a fan... 
it's cool that it seems like they're committed to winning right now mm-hmm. and down the line. Like you hinted at, like, what's his face hinted at in the clip you played. Um, that's that's really important. It's uh, We have gone through a lot of times in our sports lives of like, oh, man, in three years, this could really work out nicely. You know, look out for us in two years. Look out in five years when this thing comes together. Watch out. And now there is that feeling where in five years, this could still be a really good thing. Or in three years, because it moves quickly. Mm-hmm. right? In three years, this could still be really good. But the important thing is it could still be good. Because there, it's also relevant to now. Pablo Lopez has been awesome. He's been everything I think the Twins wanted him to be. He's been everything you said you wanted him to be. Um, he's been everything I hoped he would be, but was nervous about, and I've been wrong about so far, which is, which is really, really nice. And then importantly, uh, you mentioned two of the guys, but this is now in baseball, right? You're supposed to be strong up the middle Mm -hmm. and strong up the middle includes your catcher. It includes your pitching, right? Uh, Vasquez, highly respected catcher around Major League Baseball. The Twins pitching staff being really good this season, he has a lot to do with that. He has a lot to do with it. Um, Lopez, now you have your ace for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have Correa at short, and you have Buxton in center, oh, and, and DH. But like you've made yourself strong up the middle. That's an old baseball cliche. But you have. You've locked up those very important traditionally important positions in the game of baseball for a really, really long time in in some instances. That's important for the long-term stuff, but it's also important for right now. We've all thought this team could be good, Mm -hmm. and it's really exciting to see that they are committing to those sorts of... You don't have to overpay for everybody, but you do need to pay for the right pieces. And right now, at... 10 and 6 or whatever they are it feels like it's in a really good spot. Twins baseball is in a really good spot. And I think they're they're now again, we've seen the Twins don't really we don't know what their ceiling is. We also don't know what their floor quite is either, and that's the fun part. But if this Twins team can hit their ceiling with the pieces they have in place and Brooks Lee, Royce Lewis on the way, uh and a couple other prospects as well, and if Miranda and Larnick hit their ceilings, it's going to be a really good Twins core mixed with some established veterans like Buxton and Correa. If they just stay where they're at right now, this is a playoff team. Yeah. Right? Four games over 500 and the, the American League Central is a playoff team. <laughs> well, they're at like a 90-plus win pace right now anyways. 100%. Exactly. Just keep the train on the tracks, figure out the issues with the offense. They're getting Gallo and Polanco back within the next couple weeks, I've heard. so It's fun, man. This is yeah. way better. This is way better than losing 11 straight. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. So go Twins go. Go Wild go. Go Wolf and, uh, you know, all that other jazz. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, April 18th.